Welcome back, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Club Cool Podcast. Guess where we are? Where we always are, at the intersection of style and pop culture. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, joined, as always, by my brethren, Mr. Phil Battaglia. What's going on, Phil? Not much. All right. We're in the stewed, the early bird CBD stewed, to be exact, brought to you by Washed Media here in lovely Austin, Texas, just anticipating this little nice little cold front that's coming through here. I mean, everybody's like counting the minutes. Count, Yeah, yeah, indeed. And it's coming, it's coming. I've already declared on our uh, on our Instagram account, at Club Cool Pod, that tomorrow is the annual, it's the annual bust out your heaviest fleece jacket for a day that will mostly be in like the upper 60s. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's going to be? <laughs> but it's the, it's, it, it's, we... It teased us a little bit earlier this week with that Monday, mm-hmm. but that Monday was like, it was because it was sandwiched in between really hot days and wasn't, didn't have the lows that this first cold front's going to have. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it was really the day. People like teased it. Yeah. They like maybe put on a long sleeve or something, but so, tomorrow with it's like, with it's like starting temperature in the fifties or whatever. Do you have, people are busting out the fleece. People do you are busting have a out fleece the fleece. Picked out that, or, or I'm sorry. Do you have a dope um, Haller Brothers piece picked out for tomorrow, or are you going to stunt in like a <laughs> or, big? Or am I going to stunt them? I mean, this no, is your, this no, is your debut. It really is. It, it look, it's going to be chilly in the morning, but by the for the majority of the day, it will be in the, like the mid sixties. It's going to feel nice outside. You you will be you'll be happy in a long sleeve something. You can wear a hoodie tomorrow if you want. You yeah, know what but I mean? You're gonna have you're gonna walk in that office. No, nah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I do have I do have that lightning quilted jacket uh-huh. that I bought right at the start of the season because they you know they like we get a little perk at the beginning of each season where we can you know we've we've got a little allowance for for clothing and I didn't want to burn it on like a bunch of hats and tees to wear now because those I can pick up at any time yeah. and they're like they're small dents in the credit card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we get our discount or whatever. Yeah. So I wanted to get a couple of the bigger pieces mm-hmm. with that, with that initial, with my first ever little howler perk there. So I, 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 sw- I swung for the fences on a bright orange quilted jacket, <laughs> which really? yeah, yeah, it's dope. And it, it might be, it probably suffice in the morning, yeah. but then I would not be able to wear that in later in the afternoon. You know what I mean? That, and that's what people will be doing tomorrow. Do they make an extra small? They do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the small fits you? Yes, it does. I think, and I think you'd probably fall in the same category as me where like there's some stuff where the small would fit and then there's other stuff that is just not cut for us. It's the outerwear and the outerwear that where I, where I um, have trouble is the sleeves. Mm, They're mm, always too long. mm, They're either too long or they're too baggy. So Howler is good about putting double buttons in uh, and double snaps yeah. on sleeves of shirts and outerwear so that you don't, so that if you can do like the, like the tightening yeah. it up thing a little bit. I like that. Yeah. Which is good. Um, yeah. So we're here. It's Thursday evening. We've got the Astros game streaming on a computer. And, uh, for this podcast, we just thought that we'd sit here and, and talk about what's happening, uh, in the Astros Tampa Bay game five yep. for 30 minutes. So, That's what the people want. Yeah, that is exactly what they want. We'll do some color they, commentary. They, no, everybody loves listening to just a chunk of play-by-play by two amateurs <laughs> days after it's the game has already happened. <laughs> so that's you know we're just we just gotta we're gonna give the people what they want here. Um, That'd be the first podcast doing that. 
we w- nobody's doing that as they as they say here at, at Wash Media. Uh, yeah. So no, what we are going to do though. Last week we touched on two topics, and well, it turns out that both of them need follow ups. Phil, mm-hmm. we were on the bleeding edge last Wednesday when we discussed China's growing influence, and we focused, as we do here, on the fashion and style aspect mm-hmm. of it with big luxury e-commerce sites picking up Chinese brands. But we also kind of started parsing out the conversation about how China is influencing everything, notably media and movies. And, and uh, as one of our, our listeners mentioned to me, uh, watches are being designed like with, you know, with, with the Chinese specifically in the market specifically in mind. Later that night, South Park put out a new episode yeah. that was entirely lampooning Chinese censorship of entertainment media and the entertainment media, like designing films and entertainment for the Chinese market. Yeah. Then only days after that, Daryl Morey nearly set off World War Three with one vague tweet supporting the Hong Kong protesters. Right. You filled in on this story. Yes. Yeah. So we're just we we just really like, you know, we just we scooped the story, Phil. I always knew that I'd fulfill my dreams of becoming a journalist <laughs> and breaking news. We were we were right on top of it and and you know, our our timing was perfect. Um you what's the, an interesting thing that re, that relates to what we were talking about, Li Ning as it happens yeah. is one of the Chinese brands that is basically has basically been like we're done with the NBA, no more partnerships, no more sponsorships, like we're out. Yeah, so they have to say that. They, I mean, so just to Obviously, like this is a this is a weird subject matter, and it is touchy, and i I don't want to I don't want to make any rash comments here. <laughs> what are you going to come out in support of communism? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to like I don't want to completely bash China here. Yeah, but the show that they've been putting on the per, the perform the performance around this has been wild to watch and what i mean by that is like all of the more than anything what this feels like is just like an opportunity to flex the economic muscle but so like the posting like i don't know if you saw this video there was like an there's i don't even know if it was an nba i tied gym in china where they're like painting over all of the rockets (laughs) logos yeah and it's like that stuff is so and cameras just happen yeah, to be just, there to catch Right. That. Like, that is all so showy. Like, it's yeah. all very much like, this is what can happen Ooh. if you if you, if you you say things that we don't agree with, that mm-hmm. we don't like, mm-hmm. that, that offend us in some way. And, so, and and also the show that the NBA's put on, Walking It All Back. Well, yeah. Incredible. While the NBA is in a super tough spot right now trying to have their cake and eat it, too. They want to walk it all back, but they also can't. They can't say that Daryl Morey can't say what he wants to say, right? right because right. this is the this is the league where LeBron James is like involved in yeah. political bill signings mm-hmm. to pay NCAA players, and they wear like the "I can't breathe" t shirts and support mm-hmm. a Black Lives Matter and pregame warmups, and they have that Nike just released a shoe today and a collection for LeBron James that's the more than an athlete collection, right? So it's like yeah, they, you can say what you want. You can say yeah, and that's good. That's, so so it it's just been it's been a crazy story, 
And and I don't I don't know how it's all going to play out. You'd think that I mean the NBA like do they have any leverage here or uh, China wants the NBA? Yeah, of you course know? they have leverage. They need the NBA. That's a huge market for them over there. They nobody's going to just like stop watching NBA basketball in China. The reason they love basketball so much is because, of, because the of the NBA. They aspire yeah, to yeah. the NBA. Right. They don't right. aspire to be the best Chinese yeah, team. Yeah, it feels like they're going to, you know, if Tencent like cuts off all the broadcasting or whatever over there in China, they're going to watch like two weeks of the Shanghai Sharks and then be like, oh my God, where's LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like Japanese baseball. Like they go nuts for Japanese baseball over there. Yeah. Um, but they all want to get in the league. Right, you know, right. This is the ultimate destination still for for pro sports. So, yeah, but I mean, I think that all the Chinese, the leaning and the rest of them that are falling in line, they they have to. They, yeah, yeah. They have to say that. Yes. Otherwise, the hammer. Otherwise, they'll be in trouble. Of the party, that, will they'll come knocking. That, yeah, it's a good point. Um, so just something to pay attention to. And obviously, you know, we're, like I said last week, we're not exactly like a geopolitical podcast here, but this we are is, now, but this is interesting stuff that, that is certainly having an effect on pop culture. And so we'll, we'll continue to cover it where it, where it kind of like connects with, uh, with some stuff that we're interested in. Right. I can't wait to see what stories we break in the future. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, now that we, now that we've done it once, the, they <laughs> they say the first one's the hardest. Yeah. Want to roll. Um, all right, so our second topic that we need to touch on, we kind of previewed our ACL experience uh-huh. last week, and then we went to ACL this past sure weekend did. in brutal, brutal heat, some of the hottest days that uh, October has ever reached in, in Austin, Texas here. Um, I am experiencing my annual like week of extreme allergies. Because that's what happens after I spend three days at the yeah. park and breathing dust and grass and dirt and uh-huh. drinking, is that like my allergies are very uh, affected for the for the week following. Mm-hmm. But I gotta but I gotta recover quickly because I'm trying to go to the Texas OU game. I thought you were gonna say you were going to weekend too. No, no. It's like what? I, you know what? I had I had fancy ideas about trying to go this Sunday. So did I. And then, like yeah. three days after, and I'm still like recovering nah, from weekend one. I'm like, it. you know what? <laughs> I'll see Casey Musgraves yeah. again. Like, I shall be back. We were walking out of the gates on Sunday, just Sick. hammered, and just had the greatest day. And we we're like, we're getting Sunday tickets. That's exactly what we said. Then, we were like, yeah, we were like standing there, like watching Third Eye Blind, but knowing yeah. that we were missing Casey. And I was just like, you know, we could just get, we just come back on yeah. Sunday next week, right? You and you wake the up the next that, day and want to. Jump off a bridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, The weekend two-goers will be experiencing much cooler, nicer weather, although they might also see a little bit of rain. Anyways, I just kind of wanted to give a brief recap to the listeners, uh, fashion-wise and band-wise, about what we saw out there. And the the place where I have to start is with the concert that I just mentioned, Third Eye Blind. Mm -hmm. Lead singer Stephen Jenkins. You knew before I did. You told me earlier on Sunday before I went over to Third Eye Blind that Stephen Jenkins is a big Rick head. Yeah. Dude loves himself some Rick Owens. And you said he's going to come out in full Rick gear. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't not believe you, but I was like, it's like 97 here. It's just a it's show. Off, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, he walked out and immediately it was recognizable that he was in nothing but Rick Owens head to toe. head to toe <laughs> Gucci down to the socks baby um 
Yeah, he was wearing, so he was in an all black Rick Owens getup with like some some very skinny Rick cargos. He was wearing like the all black Adidas collab with the like the pod bottoms. Yes. And he he even came out in like a bomber jacket. I couldn't even tell if it was leather or not because he took it off so quickly. And underneath had like a super long line muscle tank that was 100% Rick Owens as well. <laughs> he also was wearing really badass black sunglasses that he would later take off because he's going to show you his true face. Yes. And uh, that revealed an impressive amount of guy liner. <laughs> and he had on a very icy, like, rainbow diamond, like, gold cuff thing that he was wearing that was also super tight. He was tanned. He was toned. He was sassy, I would say, <laughs> in a was. word. And um, he... I, I had no idea that this man is 55 years old. Wow. Looks good. He looks damn good for yeah. 55. Uh, a lot of yoga is what I imagine. Yeah. He seems like a yoga boy. Uh-huh. Maybe a Pilates guy. He, um, he, he's an interesting cat. What, the, what's interesting to me about that is that the big, big album, their debut album, really, uh, came out in 1997. So that means that when they blew, like when they when they glowed up, he was in his early thirties. Yeah, he was my age basically. Right now, he's 30, 30 He was thirty three ish when that album. Huh? They're still, still exactly. I got one year. I got. I got no. I got two months. Uh, one month left. Um. Well, and then I guess for the rest of that year, I'm, yeah. I'll be thirty three as well. Your toast, though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, you were spot on. I think the whole band, a lot of them, were in Rick Owens. Yeah. The one of the guitarists had like just like the huge stomper all black geo basket mm-hmm. sneakers on, and um, yeah, the, the 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 drummer looked to have like maybe on some, some island dunks. They're big Rick heads, full Rick, as we I said mean, over text message. We walked over there for the last three songs of the Third Eye Blind, and I just died laughing when I saw him on the screen. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so. Well, one, I noticed that his band looked really, really good. Like, they all looked very young. Yeah. So I started in on a little research here, and there's a big article in The Ringer from about two years ago about the fallout of the original Third Eye Blind band. There is also some stuff from a recent tour where a band member of Jimmy Eat World who was on tour with Third Eye Blind... Uh is basically like Stephen Jenkins is the biggest, creepiest douchebag in the world. Ah. So I'm a little bit, I'm semi-torned on my fandom for Stephen Jenkins currently. Although mostly I'm leaning positive because. Just take it at what it's. How can I not? Yeah, right. Like it's bands, this shit happens and people get upset and. It's the music, man. It's, it's good stuff. It is. The music was awesome. And the show was good. The show was incredible. I went back and I was just listening. There's a 2006 album that's just called Third Eye Blind, a collection. And it's basically a greatest hits album. And I was listening to it at the gym the other day. It's, it's just incredible stuff. Hit after hit. It's, an, it's hit after hit. And it's so good. It's just like the best of what the 90s and early 2000s had to offer. Yeah. As far as like that alternative, grungy, but super exuberant poppy feeling music had that was all about like sex and doing meth. It's just crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, show was awesome and they were all decked out in, in Rick Owens and it made me think a few weeks ago when I was kind of like talking about the two looks that I find myself most drawn to right now. One of which is this like getting engaged with this full Dark Lord Rick Owens thing mm-hmm. 
the other is the heavy Japanese, like Americana, engineer garments, Visfam type stuff. And I said that, you know, I, I, I gave the Japanese Americana stuff like a big check mark in the pro column because I felt like you could be like a dad and get away with that and wear that. That's right. Forever. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. But now Stephen Jenkins has me saying. He's flipped the script. He's flipped the script. I can be a 55-year-old dude and just wear all Rick. But are you going to wear the guy liner? I think you have to. I think that's part. I think that's part of it. I think you. you I think you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's uh, not. Please wear guidelines. Not that this matters, but it it left. He he almost seemingly like intentionally is leaving the question to be asked. But like I don't. I couldn't tell if Stephen Jenkins was gay or not. Right. And there's almost nothing. That's the way he wants it. And I think that's the way he wants it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he's just like a kind of eccentric, eccentric San Francisco dude. Right. Most of the songs are about women, not that that means anything. I mean, plenty of yeah. people in bands that have been gay have written songs about that, you know, use the He's she and her He's just done a really good job pronouns. of keeping it But yeah, it would ju- just, and, and, and obviously I hope this, I hope that's not an offensive question to ask. He is up there, like, and, and, and makes it, he brings up the question in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's just, not offensive. Just interesting. He looks great, and he looked awesome, he looks and, great. and and now I'm like, oh, well, I can be a 55-year-old dude and just wear Rick, and maybe maybe that's when you should wear Rick. That might be when. See, what you do is you say, you you have a savings account started now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. by the time you're 55. And then you, the things line, line up with the savings and the budget and the, uh-huh. just the general don't-give-a-fuck attitude, right? Yeah, he he pulled off the the eyeliner very nicely. You know who he didn't? Did. The Cure. <laughs> Holy hell! So uh, yeah, I walked over for the like the last three songs of The Cure mm-hmm. is what I did after the Childish Gambino show. And man, they are some old goths. Ooh, baby, they are some old goths. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and I don't even know how you get your hair to do that like bird's nest thing that oh, he does. It looks like they just they tease it out and then like set it like just barely set it on the top of their head. <laughs> And what's his, is it Robert Smith? Robert Smith, yeah. He even had like a little pony in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he kind of, the makeup that he's going with, he looks like the Joker, dude. He looks like the Joker, but we were joking that he looked like uh, Steve Buscemi on. Yes, yes. Billy Madison. Madison, Or, uh, yeah, yeah, Billy Madison. He's smearing the lipstick on his lips. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's a look, man, but you know what? He pulls it off and I love it. I think that. It's kind of a staple for them. Obviously, he's right. been doing it since he, yes, the 80s yeah, it's or all, whatever. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whew, they are—they're tough to look at. <clears throat> Music um, was great, though. Yeah, yeah, they were. I—I I, I hit that show perfectly because I was more, way more interested in Childish Gambino, and I thought mm-hmm. that was one of the best shows that I saw. But then I co- came over for the Cure, and like the last three songs were Friday, and then two others that I yeah. knew and could bop around to. So it was perfect for me. Um, speaking of clothing and people that are committed to looks, let's talk about Mumford and Sons. Because Marcus Mumford is still dressing like a 2009 Brooklyn bartender. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. And he is committed. He, he much as Childish Gambino is committed to never performing a show while wearing a shirt. Right. Marcus Mumford is only performing shows while wearing a vest buttoned up yeah. over a button up. Multiple tops. Yeah. <laughs> and tucked in in skinny jeans. Yeah, with some boots on, with some lace-up boots uh-huh, uh-huh. where you don't know if they're from, like, 1890 or 2010. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, like, Mumford, Mumford early on, I, they were, like, pre-meme, I would say, but I think they, look, I think people have tried to kind of 
memeify them in a way and and I feel like they're they get lumped in as almost like a modern day nickelback the way that they get made fun of sometimes. I sure hope not. Do you agree with that? No. You do not you don't you don't think that's that's how they're portrayed sometimes? Oh. Um I don't know. Any any band that like, has do, like don't you think that there are a lot of people out there are, are, have the attitude that liking Mumford and Sons is lame? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they're wrong. Mumford and Sons was an incredible show. Dude, there is a reason they've headlined twice. Yeah. They they put on just a wildly good show. Their music is great. And even though they're like most famous for those first two songs, it's just hit after hit with them it too. Is, you know you know every song. It's great sing along music. They're into it. You can yeah. tell that they love performing. And and while Marcus does still like his vest, the other members of the band seem to have like graduated in style and become a little bit more modern. I think they might have a tie to Rag and Bone because I noticed a lot of ra- I noticed a lot of Rag and Bone. Yeah, and they they always have worn a lot of Rag and Bone. They're probably from. I know that the guy that the guy who started Rag and Bone is British. Uh huh. And I I think they're I think they're friends. I think that's the tie. Which also brings me back to Rick in Third Eye Blind. How how did that marriage come to be? Who sought out who? So, one thing that I took away, in interviews with Rick Owens, one thing that he almost, like, wants to talk about and kind of makes it seem like he cares way way more about this than he does about fashion is fitness. Oh, right. He is, like, a super, he's a gym, he's a acknowledged and admitted gym rat. Okay. And talks about how like fitness is like the key to life, basically. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. taking care of yourself is is above all. <clears throat> okay. And I th- and based on Stephen Jenkins' general look, persona, and attitude, I feel like that is probably where the bond was made. Yeah, I feel that makes like they're sense. both big gym dudes. That makes sense. Okay. They're both also California dudes, I believe. Yeah, I think Rick is. Uh, I thought Rick was from Mars. I don't, well, yeah. You know what? I better not speak too soon on that because I'm actually not positive where Rick Owens is from. And now we will pause to Google. He's from Porterville, California, so I don't actually know where that is. But they're both, so I was right. They're both Cali dudes. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, same, same. Uh, But yeah, Mumford was great. Even if you don't, even if they're not your favorite band or you don't like regularly throw them on Spotify, Seeing a Mumford show, seeing a Mumford show is well worth it. Well worth it. They were fantastic. Absolutely, yes. It's one of those groups that sounds the exact same live as they do as if you're playing them on the stereo. Yeah, and that is not easy to do. Yeah, um, and I've I mean I've I think on this show I'm, I'm on record as saying I don't really enjoy as much their early stuff. The the past two albums are the ones that really did it for me, and that's what they play majority of. And the past two albums are just heaters. Yeah. Yeah, I like the early stuff too. And this is what I, here's the thing about Mumford and Sons. One of the best shows I've ever seen was back in, it might have been 2009 actually. It might have been 2010 too though. It was called the Railroad Revival Tour. Yes. It was something that they wanted to like make a annual yeah. thing and they couldn't pull it off. So the one year that they did it and it came through Austin, it was over on the east side before the east side was the east side. Or it was like right at the beginning of the east side becoming the east side. And it was in a little wedge of field right at the train tracks. And it was Old Crow Medicine Show, followed by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, followed by Mumford and Sons. And it was incredible. And Mumford, at that point, had only released 
Sigh No More, I believe is the first album. Mm-hmm. And no no drums. It's just the four of them yeah. standing up in front of the yeah. microphones and one of them has like a kick drum yeah. for, the, for some bass notes. Right. But that was the their, their initial thing, part of why they got like kind of made fun of and they even acknowledged it with that one music video, I don't remember, but it had like Jason Bateman and Jason Sudeikis kind of like dressed in the in the garb that's right i forgot about that uh but yeah they didn't they were that's how folk they were is that they didn't even have a drum set and what was cool about this show is that they had like three different levels of the stage to perform like the various eras of their music on so they came out to the front and did the four microphones thing for like a little lion man in the cave and then we're back on like the main stage for some of their newer stuff right and then even had like the top level where Marcus could like get up there and play drums, yeah, as well. So it was just it was, it was an awesome show. It was, and uh, and you know, and had some interesting style style points as well. Uh, any notes from you? Um, yeah, I on, have my on, best on of the fans. Fest. Okay, let, let me hear your best of the fest. Best of the fest. Um, I'm just gonna give you a top five. Okay, all right. Mumford, uh, number one. It was just a great show. Secondly, uh, and I told you I was excited for them, and they did the they delivered um, on that metric. Okay, it was unbelievable. If you're not listening to metric, highly suggest it. Casey Musgraves, great, looked great, sounded great, great show. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of hers. tours were incredible. Uh, in the heat, they had a great show, and it was really hot in the <laughs> afternoon. Uh, and then also uh, Tame. Tame Impala was good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. He put on a great show. We, I, I'm not going to lie. We kind of botched the, the 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 middle of the day this year. We, yeah, we, I mean, ma- we did too. We made some bad decisions. Yeah. We made up for it a little bit on Sunday. And so I do want to shout out a band that we saw Sunday that was really good. They're called Joseph. Mm-hmm. And they are sisters. They're three sisters. And they, so the, the bands that they remind me of are Heim, the Dixie Chicks, and First Aid Kit, mm-hmm. all of whom I also really enjoy. Mm-hmm. They were really good. Check them out on Spotify. <clears throat> Great, like, good, like, folky country, but with, you know, it's yeah. just it's just good listening. It's good listening. Good First listening. Aid Kit was one that I uh, discovered with you at mm-hmm. ACL, I think, a couple years ago. Yeah. And they're really good. Yeah. Um, but, like, we, we, we made some bad decisions. I, I very much regret going to Billie Eilish over Gary Clark. Right. Uh, I wish we had done metric. And then with that in mind, we skip, we were like, okay, all the ones that we're picking, cause we're picking kind of like the most well-known there we're not, we're regretting the decision. So we're going to skip Lizzo on Sunday. Yeah. I think that was a mistake. I don't think it was dude. It was that crowd was legendary. I know, but that's almost why I feel like the show did look really good. And Do that, that crowd, that weekend? crowd is legendary. It is, but they're keeping her on that stage this weekend, and they're going to simulcast it on that Honda stage, which is like perpendicular. Wow. Okay. So, because if you're if you're not familiar, the 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 stage that she was on is not one of the main stages, and they, yeah. the crowd got so large that it bled into another main stage crowd, like way back. And we were at that. It was Third Eye Blind was wrapping up, right? And I turned to the right, and all of a sudden, we're in the back of the Lizzo crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're going to keep her there. I mean, they, they, yeah, they don't have a choice because yeah, they can't. They they, she is literally the show before the main stage, so they yeah. can't. They gotta, they gotta be setting up for, uh, for whoever that is. Uh-huh. Right? Uh huh. Right. Mumford. Uh, Cardi B. 
Cardi B. Oh, at, at Honda. Well, she was yeah. 30 minutes late. Typical for rappers. I can't believe yeah. people were surprised by that. Uh, yeah, Joseph was great. And then other ones that you mentioned, awesome. Tame Impala, awesome. Really good. Childish Gambino was fantastic. Mumford was great. We we went to Third Eye Blind over Casey because we saw Casey's Golden Hour show at Stubbs yeah. earlier this year. She'll be back. And that was that was that was a tough decision because I m- would much rather see her at a festival than at Stubbs. Um, seeing a show at Stubbs is like fun, but kind of sucks. Yeah, I agree. You can't see shit. Nah. So, I, I, look, I had to see Third Eye Blind, yeah. one of my favorite bands, and I'd never seen them before. Yeah, so, and they were dripped out. It, right. right, yeah. So no. What re- happened to Little Uzi? Did he drop out? Yeah, he just he just didn't. Yeah, <laughs> the, like two hours before his show on Friday. Just no. Like, yeah. It, yes. I haven't heard a word about it. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I, I googled it yesterday actually, and it's just like there's no explanation. He just dropped out. And it, again, that is not shocking at all. No, no, it is not. Uh, let's talk about some trends that we saw out there real quick. Uh, for dudes. I really only have one. I, 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 this this trend is kind of. I've got two things to say about it, but it's really the only thing that I have to mention for uh, for male fashion out there. The joke NBA jersey, yeah, it refuses to die. <laughs> and I'm it not saying that quit. I'm not saying that I need it to die, but it's just impressive how long of a run it's been on. But like the the kids out there, the, anybody in any the kids from like age. I guess like 16 to 25. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you got to have a, you got to have a funny NBA Jersey. Yeah. John Stockton, Greg Ostertag. Yeah. You know, some just it, the most random player from the most random team. The, the works more, the best the works, the best, the more points you score, the more points you score with this. Yeah. Yes. I also yeah. enjoyed seeing, um, at ACL, there's these two like meetup spots that are these big flags that are, Really high up in the air, and it's good to meet and chill under. It's full of high school cliques <laughs> at each like flag, and it was so entertaining to just sit back and watch. Yeah, yeah, a lot of tube socks. Um, yes, yeah, you know that's really. I didn't really take away too much from that, but it was really fun to watch the guys like in the tubes. I hope they were bombas. And uh, they <laughs> are they back on board <laughs> next week? Okay. <laughs> Just throwing a little, just throwing a little love. Yeah, they had some bombs on for sure. Yeah, yeah. and the girls, I mean, girls were getting all fits out there. Yeah, so the girls, the girls definitely had more like noticeable trends. For sure. Last thing about the jerseys, the jersey is the only tank top that is out there anymore. Yeah, as a whole, tank top deaded, and like not not something that we were, not something that we are surprised by. It's been kind of fading for many seasons yeah. at this point yeah but like the tank top as like a cool trendy piece is 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 out yeah way 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 all those guys now are just wearing like t-shirts or like the camp collar stuff right exactly yeah uh two big trends for girls stood out to me snakeskin booties yeah so much snakeskin mm-hmm. and i'm into it i like the snakeskin the other sheer everything right and there are varying levels of sheer out there so you can either do like the like the sheer long sleeve top and then have you know just like your undergarments like kind of showing through the top and this is like a very revolvy look this is a, a a fashiony way to do sheer but then there was more skin in a sheer way as well lots of just like fishnet style yeah. dresses <laughs> right with varying levels of undergarments under those Sometimes a little bit more coverage, slightly more, you know, 
uh, tasteful, put together. Other times, just straight up like g strings and pasties. Yeah, there's gonna be a <clears throat> there's gonna be a lot of audibles pulled this upcoming weekend because I guarantee you, so many girls had planned outfits just like that that were minimal. Yeah, that they're gonna have to fully redo. Well, I don't think they're gonna have to fully redo them, Phil. They are they are <laughs> just, go they're just going to go with them, and they are going to bring with them a denim jacket. <laughs> I expect no less That's than so forty thousand denim jackets yes. at ACL this weekend yes. for cooler weather. You imagine the lost and found. <laughs> There's nothing but Levi's. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, seriously, this is weather. This is going to be weather where it's like, you're not really going to need all that much warmth during the day. Yeah. Because you're moving around so much and there's a ton of body heat and a ton of people and it's like going to be 60s. So it won't really be all that uncomfortable if you're in, you know. It'll be tricky at night though. Light clothing, but then it will feel cold at night. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what I'd have on out there. Probably a denim jacket. And I know the ladies love their denim jackets over anything and everything. So, you know what else I love? So that's my estimate. It's 40,000 denim jackets to weekend, <laughs> well, for the weekend, too. There was over a million uh, Guns N' Roses tees. At oh, the, uh... God. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. I don't have that in my notes. And we need to mention the GNR babes out there on Friday Unbelievable. Night. Yeah, if you want to see... A lot of middle-aged women in a lot of pairs of pleather pants. Uh-huh. You need to go to a Guns N' Roses concert. It was like they dressed for a fucking GNR like theme party. <laughs> yes, yes, literally. Yeah, leather pants. I've never boots. seen. I've never seen so many people so excited to wear the T-shirt of the band. Yeah, and that's obviously <clears throat> like the GNR T in general. Like the band, like it's it is. I would call it the quintessential band tee. Especially for girls, one of the originals. It's like sure. one of the originals, like yeah, when yeah. that whole thing, like wearing like cool banties, like yeah. with skirts or whatever, like or you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole that's it's like a it's it is a staple of of cool girl style, and the GNR is like the quintessential one. There was a lot of them, and there some were better lots than others. Of them. Yeah, uh, dude, Friday was the most. It, it was the most crowded day, I think. Friday, yeah. That that rem- the 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 lounge that we were in. Uh huh packed out on Friday and I did not experience that for the rest of the show one more thing I wanted to mention it was just a weird I, I mean I, uh, hopefully this is not boring everybody's ears off for like I don't know about this fucking yeah, festival we are like, very entertaining I think we're entertaining no too. matter what thank we're you, talking about but uh, for for both Third Eye Blind which was less shocking the more I thought about it because like the festival was a lots and lots of young people out there mm-hmm. and they'd don't know who third eye blind is or they know like this this they know the tune of semi-charmed kind of life and that's about it so but very light show i was super close and had lots of room around me yeah yeah but then the same thing happened at mumford yeah which i know was a very deep crowd but i was close and we had like we could have danced if I, we wanted to i know and we we were getting down over there because there was so much room and that's the, probably How did one that of the happen? better things that happened. It was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. It's because of the competing stage. And at that time, Cardi B was 30 minutes late, and that drew most of the crowd. And then with Third Eye Blind, everybody wanted to see KC Musgraves. Or or was getting ready for Lizzo, I right, guess. Right, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I yeah. mean, yeah, I just... I've said that before. I've been like, oh, this show will be light because such and such will be such a huge draw. And then it's packed I, I almost wonder if it was because like i don't know was mumford like a chill enough show where people weren't desperate to kind of like push up like they usually are right. for like the more hyped shows yeah 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 
you know, whoever, whoever it is, I don't know. But, um, yeah, just an interesting note. I've never experienced that before. Yeah, I did see some fits uh, in that lounge that we were in. There was, But there were some guys in there that, um, and we really blew it. I was planning on taking pictures of people, but I felt very awkward asking I did. Them, yeah, I did, too. You know, unless yeah. you had, like, some sort of press credential. People <laughs> thought you were just some creep. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But they were most of the fits that I really liked. The dudes were in pants, which kind of threw me off. That's insane. It was far too, looked, way too hot. For it looks. Nice I don't. Though. I don't. I don't care. I do not care. I would have been miserable. Oh in pants. man, I can't imagine. Absolutely not. Um, Phil. Yes. Before we get out of here, let's talk about some hot drops. Mm-hmm. We have a new Yeezy silhouette debuting later this year. It is called the Yeezy. V3 Boost V380 or V380 Boost. This was f- originally known as the 350 version 3. Mm-hmm. It has now been updated with a new name. It is the 380. Mm-hmm. First colorway dropping is Alien. <laughs> Tell me what you think about these. I like these. I liked them the first time I saw them yeah. on Kanye. Uh, they're weird. They are weird. And I like that. And I like that too. And I'm wondering if we are thirsty because Yeezy has not put out a new silhouette in what feels like seven years. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a large piece of it. Also the colorway. Colorway is nice. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, the, my, the question for me is like, I think, I think that this hits a modern note. It's like, it, it is not, it's not too sockish, mm-hmm. which feels like the kind of like the, the initial wave but it's also not too chunky, which is yeah. the most modern, right? It's so got if, a if, nice height to it as and far it's, as going Yeah, it's the almost, ankle. and then it's almost like a mid-top. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, I, I I think it's cool. I'm, I'm what I'm, ha- like I said, I'm just very happy that, that they're doing some new stuff. It's, right. it's, it's time, it's time to see something else because I, I'm just, I, I don't need to see another 350. 350. We're over it. Yeah, I like the colorway a lot. Um, I'm looking at it now, and it it is still sockish, but because of that like fatter, weirder midsole, and because it's got a higher rise, yeah, it it definitely makes it makes it something different. And I feel like they would come over just a bit, like the ball of your ankles. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's uh, yeah, that's kind of what it looks like to me. I dig it. I think that they're they're very uh, weird looking, and I'm into that. Yeah, colorway is great. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have some misses though on on some weird colors. Maybe so, maybe so. But this is cool. Yeah, nice nice update for the soul. Just all it just feels fresh. So so, looking forward to seeing new things from uh, from Yeezy overall. The basketball silhouette, which I expect yeah. any time any mm-hmm. day now as well, is also pretty interesting. Um, to switch over to Nike, Travis Scott. Air Jordan Six, mm-hmm. our olive, our olive boy with the cargo pocket, debuted at the, I believe, the Super Bowl last year or this this or earlier this year. Right. Also coming out this weekend. Two fifty on these boys. Really? Yeah. It's for that extra pocket. It is. You got to pay for your pockets. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, again, I've talked about sixes before. Not the easiest shoe to wear. Mm-mm. But I still think these are really tight. Yeah, I couldn't pull it off. Yeah, no way. They're huge. They look like the they original, do, they like look uh, very bulky. The Nike Yeezys, like those real tall ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, some merch was dropped today on Travis Scott. You have like something like I don't know, 
I think you had nine, nine, um, don't know if it was nine hours or nine days. <laughs> For what? To get it? Yeah, to like, it's pre-sale type stuff. That's, that's, that's how they're doing some of this stuff these yeah. days. And so you, yeah, let's see. It is available. I'm looking at it now. You go to, it's Travis, it's on Travis Scott's website, shop.travisscott.com. The shoes are coming out here tomorrow, it says Friday. But the merch, in collaboration with Jordan Brand and Nike, is up. And you have, right now, you can buy it. Interesting. For three more hours, you can buy it. By the time you hear this, people, sorry, it'll already be gone. <laughs> Hopefully you knew about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff here, too. Did anyway. you Did you take an L on the Sakai Nike Blazers today? Did you know that those? I did. Um, I was a little late to work today. Mm-hmm. I'm usually there before none. And I was in the car. And uh, I was yeah. like, I, I so I missed 9 a.m. on the dot. And this has actually never happened to me, but I couldn't enter the draw. I was late. I, I, I was looking at Twitter like, way it, too it, late. It kept giving me the air message to even enter the draw. So, yes, I effectively took L's on them. You can't program that Volvo to enter draws for you? I, nah, no, nah, unfortunately, it's it's really, it's a glaring. That's a mistake. It's a on their glaring, part. you know, missing function. Yeah, it's a glitch. Yeah. It's a, yeah They'll yeah. add that. Yeah, hopefully I can, you know, bring it in and get them to 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 add that feature when it comes out. <laughs> I'm expecting it any day now. Um, I mean, really, this is when you need the Tesla to just drive for you. Right? That's right. See, you could have been copping <laughs> and, and getting to work at the same time. Yeah, there's almost no way that I was uh, that I was getting this. I'd anyway. love to hear a success story on any of that Sakai stuff. That's the Blazers. It, the, the 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 hype around the Sakai birds is is it's almost just like sickening now. To me, yeah. I don't, it's like, okay, fine, hype beasts have it. You know what I mean? Right, I'm not disappointed that I missed it. I mean, yeah. there's no chance. Yeah. So, uh, last thing that I wanted to talk about as far as hot drops go, Engineered Garments and uh-huh. Uniqlo Fleece Collabo came out today. Let's go. Yeah. I like it. I Big, mean, it's, bit, it's, it's bit, a little bit, Denali-esque. It is. You know no, what I'm this was a, this was a, this was a sought after drop. And probably something that we should have been on top of and talked about last week, but we didn't. So the zip-ups are basically sold out by now. Mm. They were kind of blocky. They had like some different paneling going on. The olive one was was kind of the, the, the most hyped, if you will. Mm-hmm. Sold out the quickest. You had several hours to kind of pick up the brown or the black one. But here's the thing. This is a $40 fleece. A lot of people are going to buy this thing. Unbelievable. So... You don't actually want the zip up. What you want is one of these little $20 numbers that's the pullover (laughs) with the sailor button shoulder and a little pocket on the chest. Yeah. Now that thing's a flex. That's dope. Everybody everybody has a zip up fleece this season. Right. Nobody is rocking the fleece crew neck. No. Right. Not especially with the button shoulder. With the button shoulder. And you can get any color you want in that thing. They got the white, which I really like. That's nice. You can go for the olive. You can keep it neutral with the black. So. Go white. So I am just always taken back at the price point that they are able to achieve. It's insane. In the quality, I have several things from Uniqlo. Nothing has just like unraveled on me. No. It's it's out of the fast fashion brands, I would say that it is inarguably the best quality stuff. Unbelievable. 20 bucks. They just, they, they're. What is going on I over don't, there? I, 
Some shady stuff. I don't know. They're That's making what? like a million of these, uh, a million units or something. Like There's that. some shady stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But in, but fleece is a is very hot for the fall season, and just and and far or far further reaching than your 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 Patagonias and your North Faces, and and your your outdoor brands that have always done fleece. Everybody is doing fleece now. Yeah, everybody. Designers, fast fashion brands, collaborations, contemporary brands, everything. Fact: Somebody asked me about fleece earlier, and I'm put together a little grouping of of some of my favorite pieces on Patreon.com/slash/clubcool. Started that today. Might even get it out tomorrow. Patreon.com/slash/clubcool. If you're interested in that, obviously later later this month, Phil and I will put our out our favorite things under fifty dollars list. Although we might flex it up to like seventy five or a hundred for this month. We'll Look see. Out. We'll see. Look out. You know. Also, quick side note, scroll down when you're on the Uniqlo um, yeah. site. When you're at the Engineered Garments Uniqlo uh, page, Mr. Suzuki, who is the designer of Engineered Garments, is wearing one of those um, performance overcoats that we were talking about that's on that, Succession. That Kendall Roy is always wearing? Yes, and yeah. it looks very nice. Yes. Yeah. Those are dope. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is, it, is his quilted? It doesn't appear to be no. Okay, it's just but it's just like one of those. But like it's more, got a more, lapel, more and technical looking. Yes, blazers. That's what. You, there you go, technical blazer. Um, but you could wear this anywhere for mm-hmm. any occasion. Any occasion, maybe not a wedding, but you know, you get the point. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, that's it for hot drops. Check out the engineered garments Uniqlo pullovers. There's also like a fleece like zip up jacket, which is interesting looking if you want to get weird with it. But I think I'm gonna. I think I might pull trig on a. I mean, it's twenty bucks. You know, might as well see what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, and do they do free returns? Yeah. Oh man, all day. Not free shipping though. You got to spend like a hundred bucks for free shipping. I think. Wh- how much? A hundred. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant it was a hundred bucks to ship. To it. ship? No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's still negligible. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, that's, I like that. That's all I got for hot drops. I think it's. I think it's time to get up out of here and. and Watch the back third of this uh, this Astros, Astros game. game. Yeah, what do you th- what do you say? Barrett is in head to toe Stroh's gear right now, folks, and he looks great. He's even I got am. the Nikes. The Vapor Maxes are popping. The elements, the element the reacts. elements, not the Vapor Max. Yeah, they kind of got some Astros colors going to the blue and orange ones. Yeah, I had to do it to him. Man, he really did it today. Yeah, surely they pull off the win. God, let's hope so. <laughs> it's going to be really. I'm not. I'm not saying anything because I don't want to. I don't want to have this podcast as like a permanent record of when I was excited for the game and and then we blew it. That would be a bad look. All right, people. That is it. We will be back next week with a spanking brand new edition of the Club Cool Podcast right here at the intersection of style and pop culture. We will see you next week. Go Stros. Bye-bye.